Good morning and welcome to Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. I'm hoping you guys are all in the spirit of Sunday, of Let Your Voice Be Heard, of The Lion King, of Beyonce, and all other goodness on this happy Sunday. Hi, guys. Oh, let me put your mics on. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Good morning, guys. Good morning. morning. So, guys, if you are watching us via Facebook Live, you see that Stanley is not here. I'm sitting in his seat because he decided to go to a conference in Albany and get paid to do work on Sundays, Mm -hmm. apparently. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm here. Again, my name is Selena Hill on Instagram, Twitter. Follow me at Miss Selena Hill. Of course, Let Your Voice Be Heard is a show where we talk politics, foreign policy, pop culture, Mm -hmm. Cardi B, and The Lion King every Sunday right here on (laughs) WHCR 90.3 FM. Shout out to all those who are watching us via Facebook Live. Uh, And we will be on Instagram Live as well. So shout out to you guys. And um, if you also notice, I have like an old, not an old new cast, but like (laughs) some of the familiar faces of Let Your Voice Be Heard are not here today. But we have um, some of our trusty correspondents here, starting Mm -hmm. with Evan. Please introduce yourself first and last name and full title. Sure. My name is Evan Mastronardi. You can find me on Instagram at underscore Mastronardi. And I am half of Let's Not Be Trash with Stanley Fritz. Uh, we started that both podcast and website to encourage men to be less trash. And you could find it online and you can find our podcast online and all podcast platforms as well. And uh, yeah. Great. Um, yeah. Hello. I feel like I'm a familiar voice now, but I'm you t- are. <laughs> been three years right. <laughs> it's been a while i'm <laughs> tiffany you can follow me at tiff liz b on instagram and twitter and you can also listen to my podcast the protest bays with my co-host and fronette and we also have a very special guest mm-hmm. on the mic who has literally been here for the last two months consistently but she's normally behind the scenes our intern, Sydney, is here, and she is mic'd up and ready to go. <laughs> Welcome to the other side of the show, Sydney. Thank you, Selena. It feels good. Um, good morning, everybody. My name is Sydney Schuler. I'm a student at Hampton University. I'm also an intern with Let Your Voice Be Heard. Um, yes, you it. are. <laughs> and if Stanley was here, he would say lit turn. He would. <laughs> um, so, guys, we have a great show lined up. And, of course, we want to give you the opportunity to let your voice be heard. So call us up. The number is 212-650-6903. You can also, call, um, you can also tweet us at BeHeard underscore radio. And, of course, leave your comments for us on Facebook Live. We're going to go on a quick break. When we come back, we're talking about everything from Beyonce, The Lion King, the ASAP Rocky, and all that is in between. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. And we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Bear with me, guys. It's me here representing the core team of Let Your Voice Be Heard. Uh, Stanley is in Albany. Alyssa is out as well. She'll be here next week. But we have correspondents in the building. And, of course, I'm engineering as well, which is always super difficult. But I appreciate (laughs) you guys uh, for tuning in. Again, we have Evan here. We have Tiffany Brown here. And we have 
our lit turn Sydney on the mic for the first time. Period. I'm so oh my god, that's so cute. Um, so speaking of excitement, um, if you guys have been listening for the whole show, you heard me play Spirit by Beyonce twice. Who has seen The Lion King? I have. What 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 are your thoughts? Cindy? It was amazing. I mean, like obviously it's a story that we already know. Mm-hmm. So just seeing it so modernized, like everything. Like in the beginning, so the entire thing was animated, right? But in the beginning, I was watching it, and I genuinely thought that there were real animals. And I was like, how did they really? get Really? It real- was wow. that realistic? Yes. Like, down to, like, the hair and the mane. Mm-hmm. Like, you saw every little... Like, little it follicle? Was, yeah. Like, it was <laughs> almost weird, but, like, awesome. And I was like, how did they get the animals to be this choreographed? But then I realized they didn't. I love they Gen Z. <laughs> she was like, how did yeah. they get the lions to talk? Like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you cry when Mufasa died? Even I did though, not. Even though you knew it was going to happen? No. Not to spoil it for... Everybody. It's the line. You already know. Guys. Um, I didn't. I thought I was going to. Yeah. But I actually, I, a little bit. I teared up. I, I didn't always cry. did as a kid. I knew it was going to happen Same. each time. And I Same. So I was just kind of like stressed the whole time because I knew what was happening, but yeah. I didn't know how they were going to make it look. I couldn't. The stampede is too long. It, it's way too long. Way um, too long. Evan, what did you, oh no, Tiffany, did you see the movie? I did not see the movie. I'm going to see it this week though. Okay. Yes, yes. I, I didn't see it. I just am going by what I remember from my childhood. <laughs> you guys, well, Beyonce also dropped a new album. Um, make sure you guys take a listen. It's getting great reviews. She is talking about everything from being proud of being black. Um, a lot, a lot of African influences. Mm-hmm. She put a lot of African artists on the map and producers. And she said in an interview that she wanted it to be authentic. She didn't want to appropriate African sound or tradition, but she wanted to actually hire them and have mm-hmm. them participate in this sound mm-hmm. so good for her for that we know she has not been doing press yeah i was gonna say beyonce did an interview like with who um so with robin roberts okay. on oh, okay. um abc we know that <laughs> abc you know disney owns abc okay. so it was probably in the contract right. um but i don't think it was i think that was very intentional that she, yeah. the only absolutely. interview she did was with robin roberts mm-hmm. absolutely so shout out to that um beyonce robin and all the lion king fans mm-hmm. i do want to switch gears a little bit because Aesop Rocky is still locked up uh, overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump has said he will. He is lobbying for Aesop Rocky to get out. Apparently, he spoke to the prime minister and he's doing everything that he can to get him out uh, because his friends Kanye and Kim Kardashian have asked him to. Now, Sydney, off air last mm-hmm. week, you said you support Aesop Rocky. I do support ASAP Rocky. Tell so us. I think, um, okay, so what we we're talking about off air, just for some background, are the comments that he said about black women, about where he comes from, about not really speaking on black issues because they quote unquote don't pertain to him because he lives in Soho and he's rich and blah, 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 whatever. And I was just saying, although the language that he used was super disrespectful, I think what he really meant, um, it was basically that just like just because I'm black and I have a platform doesn't mean that I have to speak on something black every time it happens. Like as a creative, to me, it seems like he just wants his music and his talent to speak for itself. Um, and that, like that that's just really all I made of it. But I also said that not. Uh, minimizing like how how it made people feel because I completely understand that. You yeah, know? I, I'm one of those people like I still took issue with ASAP Rocky saying that you know distancing himself from the death of Michael Ferguson. I mean, excuse me, Mike Brown and Ferguson, mm-hmm. and just saying like you know I can't really relate to that because I live in Soho and Beverly Hills. I mean, 
you know, kudos to Sydney and everybody else who is still lobbying for him. Um, Tiffany, where do you stand? Um, I said this on my podcast. I don't wish jail or this circumstance on anyone, but I do wish self-reflection and understanding the power of his words. And I think it's unfortunate that he's in this situation. And I do think that a person that has a lot of money and comes from a particular you know, area should show sort of sympathy or empathy. And I think that's what people are really frustrated about when it comes to ASAP rocking those comments. You can feel how you feel, but to just show, I think it's like a sheer lack of disregard for Mike Brown. And then you, you know, you couple that with just the lack of, you know, respect that black people get from law enforcement, or other people. It's just like, dang, even someone that looks like me comes from the same neighborhood and he still can't, you know, connect. And I also think, we were also talking off air. I feel like a lot of artists that are black or are other artists of color, it's okay to not answer questions. And I feel like they really need to practice that, especially if they know they're going to say some problematic stuff. Right. Just don't answer the question. And I think that a lot of them need media training. And he tries to clean it up when he went to the breakfast interview. And I really was like reading some of his comments. And I think he's a Bill Cosby supporter. So I'm really, Ooh. yeah. So I'm really mm. cool on ASAP. It <laughs> only gets worse. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I hope he gets out because I don't think any person of color, mm. especially wants to be locked up, you know, overseas. I, was, I say, like, you know, I know the United States devil. I can deal with this devil. I'm used to this. But overseas in Sweden, I don't know. But, yeah, I think he's a Bill Cosby supporter. So, mm. so Justin terrible. Bieber had a really interesting tweet. He said, uh, I want my friend out, and I appreciate you, meaning Donald Trump, for helping him. But while you're at it, Donald Trump, can you get? Can you also let those kids out of cages? Period. I actually support uh, Justin Bieber's uh, mm-hmm. tweet on that. Mm-hmm. Which, how do you feel about the whole debacle, Evan? Well, first of all, I think it's kind of scary that so much of our policy, domestic and foreign, is based on who Trump's friends are. <laughs> Seriously? Who calls yeah. him. Right. Like, I was glad that Kim, I'm going to put this in quotes, that Kim Kardashian freed a grandma who was in jail for drug trafficking that was there for 25 to life. Um, thank Not what? by herself. She no, did not. No, it that's black that, women who did No, it. I know. That's it why was. I said in quotes. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I said in quotes right. because she gets the face of it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't her. Right. And but she's the one who called him, supposedly. And because he's friends with Kanye, that is what's driving policy. So Kanye and her again called him or I don't know, Jared Kushner or someone. And that's what led this. That's the scary part. I mean, so much of actual taking action is yeah. based on who his friends are. And he, I don't, I don't even know why he said this, but he said, like, the Prime Minister of Sweden is very talented, which, you he's know. He's trying to beef him up you know who, he But he's in. a social Democrat. I was looking into his background, and mm-hmm. he's, like, quite liberal, or at least very liberal compared to Trump. And it's, like, even someone who is somewhat liberal, I bet maybe he complimented him or something, and that's all it takes. Right. Like, if you, if you compliment him and Kanye gives him a ring, like, that's. <laughs> That's all it, it takes. That's scary. It sounds like Trump's phone call made it worse because I don't I forget which Swedish publication it was. But basically it said that they're going to keep after the phone call. Now they're going to keep ASAP like for a little longer because of I don't know. Trump makes but everything worse. He really um, does. I would have preferred that he didn't. They, call. <laughs> I, I heard they said they're going to renegotiate it in like 48 hours. But he mentioned paying bail and they don't have bail in Sweden. They have something like bail, they but they some, don't. Yeah. The judges don't really use it. Yeah, like, they can take the passport. It's not like over here. Yeah. 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 
Well, regardless to say, um, you, you know, just seriously speaking, I do think that Race Out Rocky should be freed. Um, I was uh, hearing that there was another white rapper who committed um, something that was way more offensible in Sweden. And he, he was like, let go really quickly, whereas uh, mm-hmm. Race Out Rocky has been detained since July 3rd. Um, so, you know, it's again... Let this be reflective for not only ASAP, but for all of us to remember that you cannot escape the color of your skin no matter where you are. Uh, But uh, speaking of things we cannot escape, I don't know if you guys were using the Face app in the last week. Did you use it? No, I didn't. Okay, so 150 million people actually did use it. If you use the Face app, do not be afraid to let us know. Um, So apparently... Democrats are telling people do not use this face app, which changes you your um your expression to be it changes your image to be very old or very young. You could do a lot of things though. It was like people were changing their hair color, adding beards to their faces, stuff like that. And it looked really real. It did. It was very weird. realistic. It was but weird. it turns out Way Russia might be yeah. behind like they went in the future and found me, and then rolled up and said, "This is mm-hmm. how you're gonna look." Hold on, you did use it. No, I didn't. I said that's what it would look like. Because oh, it looked yeah. too realistic. But yeah. some people yeah. were too wrinkly. I don't think it was accurate. You know, black don't crack like that. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, why I was like, I'm not going to I'm not crazy. crazy. When, when yeah. Desus and Mero did it, I was like, no. Who? Desus and Mero? The, uh, the, the Bodega Boys. The Bodega Boys. Oh, oh, oh. From the Bronx. Okay. And they're on <laughs> and, Showtime now. Mm-hmm. But they did it. And I was like, they're not going to look like that. Yeah. That like well, it's supposed to see how you look at 100, right? 100 years old. Uh, yeah, but I don't was? think these. Well, I don't like think anybody else should be using it because <laughs> apparently Russia is behind it. Um, I think the company that was um, that has created the app was based in Russia, and Democrats were like, "Don't use it because they have." They're storing your image. Mm-hmm. And I'm someone, like, I get it. We all use social media. We're on every single platform. But we do need to be more careful in this digital age, especially because of the cybersecurity um, has been under attack for the last few years by Russia. So be careful, guys. I'm happy you guys didn't use it. But um, I would say, like, I get it. It's fun and cool. But <laughs> I actually didn't use it. And now I'm even happier that I did not do that. And I know it takes a long time to read those terms and conditions. But, that I'd, like, people know that. So they can just slip anything into the... You said they're probably in Russia? Half of them probably in Russia. Probably. Terms and conditions. Jesus Christ. Right. So, (laughs) and lastly, have you guys been following what's going on in Puerto Rico? With the comments that the governor made? Mm -hmm. There have been massive protests. There, I mean, it's all over social media. I saw one picture of a protest that was extending for miles on end. Apparently, there have been 800 pages of leaked documentation of the governor of Puerto Rico um, using homophobic language, Mm -hmm. um, criticizing victims of Maria, um, just being awfully horrible. Um, And I think he's a Democrat, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tiffany, what are your thoughts on that? He also has said something about the former speaker, Melissa Mm -hmm. Riverito. I think it's unfortunate. I was I didn't know that was a um, eight hundred pages because a lot of the mainstream media was primarily mm-hmm. focusing on the comments that he made about the speaker. But I do think it's telling that you know a Democrat can still be homophobic or xenophobic and just lack of mm-hmm. sympathy. I feel mm-hmm. like you know being trash doesn't you know necessarily belong to any sort of Democratic party. But I do think you know. I don't know if he should step down necessarily, but I do think he should be held accountable. And being held accountable is stepping down, then I think that people need to make sure he's not voted back into office. And it's so sad because Puerto Rico is really struggling, you know, since Maria. And to have a governor, you know, say, you know, these awful and terrible comments is not 
too comforting. Yeah, I mean, I think it's terrible, but it's not surprising, honestly. Like, if we leaked most of the group chats of so many politicians, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I bet this is what we'd see. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I agree he should be held accountable, but I don't know what that would look like mm-hmm. at this point. I, right. I, I hope it is something substantive, but, you know, it, it, him and the people in this group chat, they're in charge of policy. And this is, if these are the views that they have of women, of gay people, you wonder how that affects the policy mm-hmm. and the amount of attention they give certain policies. So now that we know this is what they've been talking about, I, I kind of do support that he should resign mm-hmm. because I don't know. It's kind of like when you find out a prosecutor's views and you find out that they're that a prosecutor's racist. If you find that out, then you have to look, look at, at every single mm-hmm. conviction mm-hmm. that they made. And see, you know, because it could have it could have had an impact. It probably did have an impact. So that's yeah. kind of how I it, look at it. Definitely. I mean, if you can get into the heart of mind of someone and find yeah. out that they're racist, homophobic and sexist, yeah, like, um, they should not be in a position of power. Like the prosecutor. Yeah, But on that oh, okay. note, we do have to take a quick break. But don't go anywhere, guys. When we come back, we're talking about Trump's latest racist mm-hmm. attacks against four women of color, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the squad. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. And we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Thank you for everyone who is watching us via Facebook Live via Instagram Live, and all those in podcast land who are listening via iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else that you listen to your podcast. So now that we are at the main segment of this show, um, let's talk about the fact that Donald Trump's use of racist rhetoric and bigotry Mm -hmm. is once again at the center of national discourse. No surprise there. So his racist rallying cry began last week with tweets calling on Congresswomen Ilhan Omar, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ayanna Presley, and Rashida Tlaib to, and I quote, go back, help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came. He basically told them to go back to the country. Um, but despite the fact that Representative Omar is a Somali refugee who became a nas- nationalized American citizen, Uh, years ago and the other three lawmakers were born here in america they are all u.s citizens so i don't know what country what crime infested corrupt country was trump talking about he must be talking about his own administration this one that needs to be fixed (laughs) so days later at a rally in north carolina trump supporters began chanting and i quote send her back Mm-hmm. Now, although Trump initially tried to distance himself from the racist chant, he later went on to praise the crowd as, and I quote, incredible people and incredible patriots. Trump's comments, tweets, and supporters' racist chant has drew widespread criticism and a formal rebuke from the Democratic-held House. But Republicans, by little surprise, offered silence, mild criticism, or even outright deference. So when pressed to rebuke his criticism, many Republicans, in fact, claimed that they didn't even see the chant of send her back. They were like, I didn't see that rally that went viral and that is all over news. I I just didn't see it. What's more, the racist tweets that Trump posted 
has not hurt him with his base at all. In fact, Vox reports that his favorability mm-hmm. among Republicans mm-hmm. actually impo- improved in wake of the statements he posted. So I want to open up this conversation by first getting everyone's uh, reaction to the president's loaded attacks against four congresswomen of color. I'll start with you, Tiffany. <laughs> um, open racism is back. You know, it was the 60s. <laughs> um, <laughs> When I heard the comments, yeah. I I feel like, you know, it, it's so easy to say I'm not surprised, but that, I feel like that is just blatant racism. When you, you like, I'm sure you may have experienced when, like, someone says, like, well, why don't you just go back to Africa? So to people to say, like, oh, well, that's not racism, like, what are you talking about? Any p- black person or other person of color knows when you hear sort of statements or um, notions like that, it's blatantly racist. I do think it's troubling when he's referring to four American citizens, even though one was, like, naturalized here because she was a refugee. So he's like, when you go back to your government, but you want, like, like AOC to go back to Queens? <laughs> like, what are you talking Word. about? If, if fixed state government, maybe she could, because, you know, Governor Cuomo is what it is. But, like, mm-hmm. it's interesting that, you know, I don't I don't expect him to be hurt by his base. Um, there was this article about this um, this nurse. She was a retired nurse, and she said that Trump really says what I feel. And she's a nurse, and I bring this up because if we know like the the mortality rate for black women, she's a white nurse, and how many black women die after childbirth or within a year of giving birth? And this is a woman who holds like Trump like views. Like that's why he's not going to lose his base because they actively feel that way. And that's why I'm so passionate about not even engaging with Trump supporters because there's nothing that he could do that's going to mm. change them. Mm-hmm. Evan, what was your reaction? Uh, it, it was blatantly racist. I do not understand why this is a debate. Um, I shared something that you know Don Lemon was saying because there's certain things that you shouldn't debate. Like you can debate how to fix climate change. You could debate how to fix the economy. You can't debate if climate change is real. You can't you can't debate the humanity that exists with children in cages as not being recognized. And you can't debate if telling women color to go back to the countries is racist it's it is there's nothing to debate and that's what bothers me with the whole both sides thing there's there's different weight to that there's certain things that can have both sides and a certain thing where no we all got to coalesce that there's one side and the one side is that it's racist Trump no, absolutely no, does I, mean, that sometimes. I mean the thing is you know trump being overly racist and using this rhetoric to me he's just trying to mobilize white racism to go white racist people to go to the polls mm-hmm. it's effective right i mean no matter how racist he is he ran on a campaign of racism in 2016 mm-hmm. and he won he became the leader of the free world um and i also want to point out that when trump says and i quote incredible people that really reminds me of what he said mm-hmm. back in 2017 mm-hmm. when it came to the violent rally in charlottesville mm-hmm. virginia where he infamously described those white nationalists who were walking down those streets as very fine people mm-hmm. so he's just honestly this is a token in his playbook and the thing that really disheartens me is like how we're reacting to it mm-hmm. um I, I I don't it's like I don't want to continue to feed into it because mm-hmm. he wants people to talk about it. He wants people to get upset. He wants this to create division, especially in the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. where we've seen the four women who were attacked, um, you know, go up against Speaker Pelosi. Yeah. And, and that's ridiculous. you know, what do you think about that? Evan? That's ridiculous. I mean, again, this is. 
this is the time for Democrats, if they have the backbone, to actually surround this and all say no, this is racist. Maybe not Joe Manchin because he's really. But I mean, Pelosi said this is racist. But the thing is, she's been having like an ongoing feud with like OOC and that. Yeah, then Mm -hmm. she also said like they're really far left, like they are the outliers of the party. When Mm -hmm. no, this nationalism, this white supremacy, should it's not unfortunately in America, but that behavior is what should be an outlier. Mm -hmm. And I don't. Yeah, it, it, it's divi- it's division, but it's the Democrats' fault that's division because I'm tired of these moderate Democrats that aren't willing. All of them should call Trump a racist. Right. All of them should call him a nationalist and white supremacist. It shouldn't just be the few. You and, said Republicans and, should do that? No, Democrats. Well, Democrats. Well, the Republicans should too, but I've lost faith in them. Of course. But I'm saying that that's how they don't get a division. If they all actually coalesce around the fact that he is a white supremacist, they all have the backbone to say that, they're dividing themselves. But you know what? I'm glad that you um you you brought up those points about calling Trump a racist mm-hmm. because it actually isn't wasn't that easy for a lot of media publications, especially those who lean to the left or are more progressive. They weren't even calling tra- uh, Trump's ra- um, tweets racist. Uh, the New York Times, for instance, they had an article where they described it as racially charged or racially infused. Tiffany, do you think media should come out and just say this is racist? Yeah, well, media is complicit because if they're calling Trump racist and they're going to have to look internally and look at their newsrooms. And we all know a lot of their newsrooms mm-hmm. don't look like even this panel right mm-hmm. here. And a lot of them probably have uncles and grandmas that also are just like Trump. So I feel like a lot of them are tepid about mm-hmm. calling out racism mm-hmm. because they may have, you know, said something like that or that's they right. think it's OK to like, you know, oh, that's what excuse me. I think it's OK to say like racially charged or racially insensitive. Because it requires some like self-reflection or in a, a, in a way that you're going to call yourself out on the own way that you are complicit in, you know, this Trump administration. So I'm not surprised that media are, are using everything but racism when every person of color, a person of color, or journalist of color has been calling it what it is. And you see all of these media sites from like CNN to MSNBC are calling it anything but that. So I'm not surprised that they're, you know, not mm. calling it what it is. Cindy, well, why, as yeah. someone who is majoring in journalism at Hampton University, um, do you think that journalists or, or, or media outlets should be calling what we see racist? Or do they have an argument that they want to be objective, they want to just report the news and let the public decide if it's racist or not? Um, see, I think that's part of the problem because you can't lead with how you feel all the time. If somebody says something racist, you need to call it racist. That's only based on facts. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't be based but on But is feelings. it based on fact? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people say what Trump's saying is not racist. Because they're well, racist. They're racist. <laughs> not, but, but do you like, see the... And the, I'm not saying that because of how I feel. I'm saying that because if you say anything making another group of people, specifically minorities, but whoever, if you're if you're placing them below yourself as the majority, then it's racist. That, that's I, that's just a textbook definition. Not I believe. That's a fact. <laughs> there was a I forget it was the Department of Labor or a Labor Bureau. A, 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 a major labor organization in, in America said well they re- they tweeted right after he said that they didn't direct it at him, but they basically tweeted something that included his language as an example of go back to your country as something that could get somebody fired. Mm-hmm. So essentially, if he was in any other, I mean, for many reasons, but here's just another reason. If he was in any other job, he'd be fired. Right. Mm-hmm. Because right. That, that is textbook. It's literally an example that predated him saying it here. I'm sure he said it other times when nobody heard it. But 
He, he said pre- the N word. He he did. <laughs> That's what he's doing. He yeah. said he said it on tape. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, whoever the person who claims to have that on tape, it's like I don't understand why they wouldn't like anything that can put this man's character on blast. As if we need more. Like it should be on blast. But they must have some reason to nah, support money. him. Yeah, exactly. Nah, they they saying they want money. Exactly. Tom, it was Tom Arnold. What was the last time we saw Tom Arnold do anything reasonable? Mm, no idea. Anyway, um, no, I was gonna say if it's if it's their textbook in you know a a deal a Department of Labor or anything else, it's like that is objectively something that is racist. Like there's no reason to even think it's opinionated. Well, no, and, and I, I get that, but I do understand. So there were some media outlets that said that I, I guess they didn't want to, like, cross that line or, or use um, really strong language. Mm-hmm. Remember, that we had this whole big debate on should we call the president a liar? A lot of them are saying that he's straying away from the truth. Remember years ago, um, like back in 2016, he kept lying and media wouldn't say that. And, you know, as a journalist, someone who works in media, I do understand that sentiment from a certain degree. And I feel like if a media outlet, whether it be the New York Times or whatever it has to whatever it is, if they don't want to say what I think is um, true, then you don't have to support them. But you know what? Like, I honestly appreciate the New York Times and some media outlets uh differing from others because it just it gives you more variety in the news like i expect vox i expect alternate i expect democracy now Mm -hmm. i expect those publications which are unapologetically progressive uh and and publications that i see as true uh truth tellers um to say is racism but if the new york times or you know whatever else does it then i understand their stance even more um, what? You guys are pushing um, back? No. Yeah. But what you say, <laughs> yeah. I get like New York Times, but I feel like New York Times and like these major mainstream publications, do you think they also are giving cover to racists to an extent? Because I feel like ever since Trump was elected, there's been this courting of, you know, white working class and Trump supporters. Yeah. And there's no courting on people that are being offended mm-hmm. and put exactly. down and put in cages mm-hmm. every single day. There's no exactly. courting of that. We keep, I feel like we keep giving sympathy and empathy to mm-hmm. white people who feel like, you know, they're experiencing racism or economic anxiety, which is racism. <laughs> so I feel like there's a, New York Times does a lot of that. And mm-hmm. I kind of feel like at what point is enough because we are also dealing with a president who for many people we haven't dealt with especially coming after obama we could say a lot about Mm -hmm. obama but i feel we are entering a different political era we're entering a different media era so i think the status quo cannot be you know the same and it's and it's not even like a whose side are you on but it's kind of it's like who who do we care about disrespecting more? Do we care about offending the white people by Mm -hmm. saying that something's racist and making them uncomfortable or would we rather just let the minorities know that it's racist so that we don't have to say it. And I don't I don't think, you know, if you care about if you truly care about your your viewers or your supporters, your listeners, mm-hmm. whatever it is, um, entirely, then that decision shouldn't be hard to make. Well, speaking of the media and the press, we do have to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna continue this conversation. This is let your voice be heard. Put them to rest. Walk in bulletproof vest. Please tell me who she gon' check. Murder scene, Cardi made a mess. Pop up, guess who? 
And we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. When we went on break, before we went on break, we were talking about Donald Trump and how he's being reported in the media. There has been some news outlets that won't call him an outright liar or an outright racist. Um, others have. Those are the ones I subscribe to. Um, and it's just, you know, fact of the matter. Um, that's just how I look at it. However... You know, Tiffany brought up some really good points about courting white people, right? People mm -hmm. who say they have, like, an economic anxiety or, you, you know, things that I, f I feel like they're just being triggered by the browning of America. That's another term that I've been hearing. And instead of just saying, like, oh, we don't we feel like we're going to become the inferior class and we don't want too many um, people of color moving in or taking our jobs. I mean, some of them do say that outright, but other ones are sort of masking that with, yeah. oh, we have economic anxiety and, we're, you know, we're afraid of our mm -hmm. economic status. Um, you know, that being said, this is why these supporters are, you know, actively supporting Donald Trump. That's why he has such a big base because he's literally like making these dog whistles and it resonates with them. Do you guys think there will ever be a, a line that could be crossed for white people to stop supporting Donald Trump and to finally be sick of him? Do you at, think so? At this point, no. I feel like um, once you see children in cages who haven't bathed in weeks and months once you see you know a father washed up ashore with his his dead child in his arms like if things like that aren't enough um if you can't find the value in others people in other people's lives as much as you see it in your own um from things as graphic as that then i i don't i don't know mm -hmm. i don't think so yeah I mean, the only way is if it directly affects them. That's mm -hmm. that's what it comes down to. Like, someone from Montana would have to say something that upset Trump, and then Trump will, like, defund all of Montana. <laughs> and then, or, like, another predominantly white right. mm -hmm. state. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, the other thing is that even those who claim to only be one-issue voters, like they only vote for Trump because it helps my farm or whatever, to, ne to neglect any sort of racism going on is still racism mm, because you're saying that you don't value that life that much that's that's what that is to neglect it is to devalue someone's life and on fox news in fox and friends one of the morning shows one of the hosts straight up said these aren't our children so that's the first step in dehumanizing mm -hmm. um i feel like trump supporters are the type of voters it's like you know cut your nose in spite of your face mm -hmm. as my mm -hmm. mother would say mm -hmm. so that's why i'm really passionate about not engaging with trump supporters mm -hmm. and the focus has to be in enfranchising people that have lost their right to vote and getting people who haven't voted for a number of years to start mm -hmm. voting again and mm -hmm. voting democratically for democrats because I think investing in Trump supporters, like I said, I spoke about that nurse who said that, you know, Trump is saying that yeah. what I want to hear. There's a New York Times article that covered a woman who um, was trying to renew her license and come to find out they were saying that she wasn't a citizen 
only because like her parents were working in Canada when she was born, but obviously both her parents were American citizens. So she was obviously American citizen, but it took her a year to renew her license and prove that she was an actual citizen. And she was a Trump supporter. And she said that though she didn't think anyone had to go through that, she would still vote for Trump in 2020. These are the people that we're dealing with, even though they are being negatively impacted by his policies, they still riding with the racist. So this is why I'm saying like, we need to stop engaging with them Mm -hmm. as if there's a more like, if we just appeal to like, you know, oh, I'm just a black person who's just trying to make it. Like, they don't care. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I agree. <laughs> they I, don't care. Hatred, bigotry, ignorance, and fear. It's yes, like an fear empty primarily. barrel. Yes. It has it. It has no depth. Mm-hmm. It just keeps going. Mm-hmm. It has no ending. I mm-hmm. mean, um, we actually have our very own Alyssa Fuchs on the line. She called Yay. into the show and she wanted to chime into the conversation. Alyssa, let your voice be heard. Hey guys, morning. Hey. Um, so yeah, look, you know, I, I think there's one important thing that needs to be said about this without repeating the stuff that you guys have said, because I agree, which is there is a fair number of white people in this country that live in this bubble that they don't like you, Tiffany, you just said that, you know, or I'm sorry, Sydney said, you know, when you see kids in cages, when you see this, when you see that the people watching Fox News, they are not seeing this. I actually urge everybody who is not a crazy conservative to turn on Fox News, you know, once or twice a week and watch it for 15, 20 minutes and see the kinds of things that they're saying, because the news bubble that these people are living in is completely different than the reality the rest of us are living in. And to the extent that they actually see what's going on in these camps, they don't care. Why? Because these are not their children, which is a comment that Evan made um, a couple of shows back on a show that he did with Stanley. So, you know, there is really no convincing these people. And I think that the Democrats outreach going forward for 2020 is going to be not worrying. Yes, there's going to be a fair number of people that are swing voters that are not Trump voters that you may be able to convince to, you know, come out. I think it's going to be pulling people from the left to actually vote for the Democratic candidate, which is going to be really important. But I don't think it's going to be trying to target Trump voters because some of those people, they're just too far gone. And it's just not worth to waste time on them by moving to the center when really the Democratic Party is moving to the left. Thank you so much, Alyssa, for calling in and letting your voice be heard. We definitely appreciate your comments. Um, I wholeheartedly agree with Alyssa. I mean, look, I am someone who has tuned into Fox News from time to time. It's a lot to stomach. It's a lot to, uh, to, 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 to take. I will say if you are easily triggered, do not watch Fox News. But if you are someone who can listen to uh, racism, propaganda, and just take it in, hey, be my guest and take Alyssa's advice. We are going to wrap this conversation up, unfortunately. But uh, before we do, I want to give everyone a chance to give your final thoughts on what needs to be done moving forward. Can what can is there anything that can be done to save our country? And, you, you know, I say that because racism is a part of the American fabric. It's always been racist. It's always mm-hmm. been sexist. We've always had these isms and system of oppression. But I feel like. President Trump has been one of the only modern day presidents to just gravitate, embrace it and be so bold and audacious about that. What can be done to save our country? Um, I don't know if it'll save it, but a step is the media absolutely has a role. I think that, you know, history is going to look back and say, what did certain people and certain institutions do? 
And if the New York Times wants to be known as the institution that couldn't call this man racist, then the history will not look at them well. Um, if not now, when? When will they call him racist? You need to give all the people who are ignorant, and not like in ignorant by choice, though I do believe after a certain point, ignorance is a choice, um, but the people who are ignorant for whatever reason, uh, a reason to no longer be ignorant. A reason to actually... Because all those people who actually just didn't see and for whatever reason haven't learned and haven't read enough about what's going on, that's where the media comes into play. They need to inform, and they're not doing a good job right now. I would tell everyone to, in addition to following national politics in the Trump administration, for me, all politics is local. And... Mm -hmm. I feel like people need to uh, hold accountable their state legislators, their assembly members, their council members, because a lot of them are complicit in this sort of administration thriving. So if you haven't established them like a, a Nancy Pelosi and we see how AOC was able to take out Crowley, like we need more progressive mm -hmm. folks in office. And, you know, the squad, shout out to them. But like for them, people to think that they're like in the margins, they're really not. They're just capturing what a mm -hmm. lot of. Americans that are left or progressive feel. So I think we need to be investing in more of those sort of candidates. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of groups like No IDC and DSA and a bunch of groups that are really vocal mm -hmm. in getting like progressive candidates. I think we need more progressive left leaning candidates in all uh, houses of government, not just national, like I said, assembly, state, city council. Those are all very important. And to me, they have even a bigger impact on your everyday you know, life. Absolutely. Um, I absolutely agree with what Tiffany said. I think the squad just needs to keep growing mm -hmm. from now until the end of American history, because honestly, um, as we've seen for hundreds of years now, relying on the older white man or even mm -hmm. the, you know, the white woman never works in our favor. Um, like Evan was saying, like they, they don't care about, or I think Tiffany, I think both of you said this, but they're not going to care about things that don't affect them. They're not going to care about the people who don't look like them, like the people who actually do look like us will care. They're not going to, you know. Um, so I think just having those people as as candidates, as the people that speak and fight for us, that's that's what we need. Absolutely, and I, I definitely stand with the squad. I mean, AOC has been one of my, I'm like, those are my squad goals, and mm -hmm. AOC has been one of my WCWs for a long time. <laughs> um, love her, love her politics, her candidacy, and I know that we we talked a lot about, you know, the isms, and, and it's it's a uh, a mountain that is huge, and it, it's it's a really big climb that we have to go in order to see the progress and the equality that we've been fighting for for so long. We have a lot more ways to go. But I will say this. What gives me hope is the fact that when Ilham Omar returned to Minneapolis, she was greeted by dozens of supporters that told her, you are back. You are home. And wherever Donald Trump was trying to send these her and the other three lawmakers of color, just totally disregard that because you will always be welcomed here. Your sentiment, your politics, your policies, and you know what it is that is in your heart that you fight for. You have a place here because this is America and you are more American and just as American as anyone else. Mm -hmm. So that's something that gives me hope that we can continue to fight. And we can continue to press on because, you know, what? maybe one day, maybe not in our lifetimes, maybe but maybe one day we will actually see fairness and justice in this country. But until then, 
continue to support let your voice be heard because that's what we do on a weekly basis we talk about the issues that you care about and the causes and what we can do to affect that change so continue to listen to us and support us especially on patreon.com that's patreon.com slash be heard radio please leave a small donation of any amount it actually goes a long way on that note i want to thank all of our correspondents from joining in today Thank you. Thank also, you all me. those who are listening via Facebook Live, watching via Instagram Live, and all those who are listening right now on podcast land. We appreciate you. And until next week, we'll see you next time.